are listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Monday afternoon. Let's uh, turn to our first guest and topic of the week. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're talking about the impact of COVID 19 on the blind and also on international relief organizations. I'm delighted to welcome back on the program Laura Lee, the Chief Representative of Hong Kong and ASEAN from the Fred Hollows Foundation, uh, which is an NGO that focuses on treating and preventing blindness. Uh, welcome back on the program, Laura. It's great to speak to you again. Thank you so much, Noreen. So happy to be back on your show. Yes. So um, for some of our listeners who who, uh, haven't tuned in previously, Laura has uh, come on also to sort of talk a little bit more about the work that they do at at the Fred Harlow's Foundation. Can you remind our listeners uh, about that? What is it exactly uh, do you do there? Absolutely. So we are a medical development aid organization that seeks to eliminate avoidable blindness worldwide. Now, basically, out of all the people in the world who are blind, 80% don't have to be. And this is really unacceptable to us, which is why we work to treat the most common causes of avoidable blindness, um, namely cataract, trachoma, refractive error, and diabetic retinopathy. And to date, we have restored sight to over 2.5 million people worldwide. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so 80% of the people don't have to be blind, but they are. What are some of the reasons why why have they gone blind? Is it simply because they haven't been um they haven't had the medical attention uh in the time frame that needed uh, that 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 they were supposed to have it? That is definitely one of the causes. So, for example, one of the most common causes of avoidable blindness is cataract, which, as you know, is easily treated as long as you have access to quality um, um, surgery. And unfortunately, for a lot of people in the world, this access to essential medical services just does not exist. And a lot of people also think that cataracts only affect the elderly. However, um, young young children and, and babies can actually be affected by cataract as well when, for example, um, during pregnancy or during um, birth, the mother had an infection. So um, it's really necessary to try to catch these uh, these uh, conditions as early as possible um, to treat them because sight can still be restored. Yeah. Remind our listeners again, I remember the, I mean, to, to, to in order to treat them, it's not very expensive. How much is it uh, to, to help somebody uh, reverse their blindness? Actually, it's it's super inexpensive. So, for example, for cataract, uh, 150 Hong Kong dollars can actually provide someone with cataract surgery in one eye and you can restore someone's sight for as little as three coffees. Um, uh, that you would pay for in Hong Kong. And part of the reason for this um, low cost is because our founder, Professor Fred Hollows, had helped establish two um, um, factories in Eritrea and Nepal that help uh, produce uh, generic lenses that can be used to replace damaged lenses in cataract surgery. Uh, one wonderful thing that you know you do at the Fred Hollows Foundation is that uh, you, you train other doctors to perform these uh, surgeries that's right. Um, and actually, we tr- um, our approach to tackling avoidable blindness is actually to build the medical infrastructure of the countries where we work from the ground level up. So this means training of, of medical personnel, not just to upskill them, but also to train them to go out into the more rural areas and less developed areas to then train other medical personnel so that there is a multiplier effect. Yeah. Tell us some of perhaps the impact of COVID-19. I mean, we've heard some of, especially on the blind as well, where a lot of the times the hands are the sight, you know, and, and part of the coronavirus is, you know, you, you're you not supposed to put your hands near your, your yeah. mouth and nose. But people who, who are blind, they're essentially feeling their way uh, to see. 
Exactly. I mean, COVID-19 has really impacted everyone, but it has made life a lot more difficult for the visually impaired, both in Hong Kong and as well as the areas where we work. So uh, as you mentioned, you know, touching um, is is a primary uh, tool in which visually impaired use to navigate their way um, around the places where they live. And also, you know, um, you might touch someone uh, to ask for assistance in crossing the road, for example. But with um, the hygiene constraints, touching is now made more difficult. And um, a lot of uh, visually impaired people are suffering from for their day-to-day life. And even those who are, for example, visited um, by social workers from aid organizations, sometimes Sometimes they can't tell who it is at their door and it makes it difficult to trust uh, opening your door to a stranger. And, you know, even in Hong Kong, as you know, some of the shops, for example, closure times and different opening hours are written on pieces of paper that they would stick to the stick to the front um, entrance of the of of the shop. But um, uh, the visually impaired might not be able to read these pieces of paper. So, you know, they're not getting the information that they need. And of course, social distancing causes a lot of feelings of isolation and loneliness. And especially and more, more and, and perhaps more so when, when you're blind or visually impaired, because exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then the worst thing still, I mean, in some of the areas where we work, which are quite rural and remote, there's a lot of difficulty in getting to medical facilities. So, for example, someone who is visually impaired would need someone to accompany them. But um, given the social distancing at the moment, they might not be able to bring someone along with them to to visit health facilities. Yeah. Um, What about sort of the impact on the Fred Hollows Foundation? I mean, how's your work being affected uh, by COVID-19? Well, some projects have been postponed or temporarily suspended because a lot of medical resources have been diverted to the COVID-19 frontline. However, of course, um, as a medical aid organization, we are also doing our bit to combat the spread of the coronavirus. And we have actually launched 10 projects across the globe to tackle this disease. And our activities range from supplying and providing personal protective equipment um, to frontline medical workers to providing health um, information to affected communities, especially in vulnerable or remote areas. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned just now you're pr- providing um, protective gear to frontline. Yeah. I mean, are you still sort of training doctors during COVID-19? Um, in certain countries, we have been able to continue with some of our training programs. Um, but actually, a lot of our, as I mentioned before, a lot of our um, ophthalmic uh, medical staff have been diverted to help combat um, COVID-19. So given that they work in eye health, they've had to receive special training from um, from other departments in order to tackle this disease. So, for example, in Kenya, we have staff who are being trained by virology experts from the Center for Diseases Control. Wow. And, and they're helping to tackle the coronavirus instead. Yes, they have been deployed to emergency teams. Wow. Okay. Um, I was also uh, sent a story, uh, a Mary's story, a, a nurse. Can, can you tell us? It's a very touching story. Can you share a little bit more about Mary's story? Uh, tell us, uh, tell our listeners who she is and what she does. Sure, absolutely. So um, Mary is an ophthalmic nurse who was trained by the Fred Hollows Foundation back in 2014. And she is one of the medical staff who have been trained by um, the uh, virology experts in Kenya and diverted to working um, to tackle COVID-19. And she was telling us actually that it was um, very scary working um, in the medical front line with regards to the coronavirus because initially there was not enough personal protective equipment. Um, everyone in the community, regardless of whether they were medical staff or not, were, were trying to buy 
um, these materials. And as a mother of four, and, you know, we have to give a shout out to mothers, given yesterday was Mother's Day, um, she had to take very good care to wash herself and change her clothes outside of the home before going into her family. Wow, that's so challenging. And, and just mm. to really put herself, um, yes, in, into, into such a position, she's so compassionate um, also. Um, and also, how many countries uh, is the Fred Hollis Foundation currently serving in again? So we work in 25 countries around the world, but we have launched COVID-19 projects in 10 countries. Oh, okay. Um, and how do you specifically choose which countries uh, to, to launch uh, these special projects in? Um, well, we have country teams located in uh, within the capital city of, well, usually within the capital city of each um, country where we work. And they are working in close contact with uh, the ministries of health and departments of health. So following assessments um, between our headquarters in Sydney and also the needs inside the country, that's how our programs team de- um, decides which projects, uh, which countries in which to launch uh, particular projects. Yeah. And what about in terms of funding? Has that been affected? Because, you know, p- part of being... Yes. Here, yeah, I mean, that there's so many uh, ways that a pandemic such as the coronavirus can, can affect it. There's one part, the operational part. And of course, the other part is money. Um, how's that been affected? Um, unfortunately, in the last nine months alone, um, I think Fred Hollows Foundation is not alone in dropping and in, in experiencing a major drop in revenue. Um, so uh, there was a study that came out just a few months ago that showed that over the past nine months, uh, most NGOs have experienced a drop of between 30 percent to 70 percent in income. And this is I know it's it's really tough on organizations like ours that are trying to actually reach the more vulnerable amongst us. And um, this partly is because, you know, a lot of activities have been a lot of fundraising activities had to be scaled back or cancelled altogether because it involves reaching out to members of the community. And with the social distancing events, for example, have been cancelled. But unfortunately, whilst funding has dropped, programs must still continue because it is the needy amongst us which are affected the worst. And we are, like uh, like many other organisations, we are trying to navigate these difficult times to make sure we still reach those in need. Absolutely. Um, Remind our listeners once again how we can support the worthy work that you do at Fred Hollows. Really, this is about sort of supporting uh, vulnerable people and and helping them just restoring sight. Like Laura was saying, 80% of these blindness can be preventable. Can you remind our listeners once again how we can find out more about the Fred Hollows Foundation? Have you got a Facebook page and what's your website? Yes, our website is www.hollows.org. And you can actually support us by, of course, making a donation towards our work. But another thing that you can do is follow us and like us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, And, you know, uh, this year, 2020, is the year of the nurses and midwives. And I would like to just give out a shout to Mary and all the wonderful colleagues that she's working hard with to keep up the fantastic good work and thank you. And for our supporters out there, you know, you can also leave a message or a post on our Facebook page and we will do our best to convey your well wishes to our frontline workers as well. Yes, that's amazing uh, for, for your foundation also to deploy your, some of your um, staff uh, to help other nations uh, fight the coronavirus. Uh, many thanks uh, once again uh, for your time, uh, Laura. It's great speaking to you and I hope to see you soon in person. And that's Laura Lee, the chief representative of Hong Kong and ASEAN from the Fred Hollows Foundation, which is an NGO that focuses on treating and preventing blindness. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Noreen. Bye bye.